Hello. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to TSC Talks, the podcast inspired by the condition known as tuberous sclerosis complex. My name is Jill Woodworth, and I am your host. Today on the podcast, I have Nikki Lawley. She is a cannabis advocate, traumatic brain injury survivor. She was a former pediatric nurse, former blackjack dealer, a full life of excitement and adventure when it took a turn for the worse in October of 2016 when she experienced an on-the-job TBI. She was on the podcast about a year ago, and she shared her story with us. I asked her to come on again and update her story, tell us a little bit about what's going on with cannabis legislation in New York State. And a lot of it, we talked about the frustration with really not having access to what to her is medicine. It is medicine for so many of us. And while I believe the recreational component, many of those people, it is medicine for everybody that uses it. But for someone that's got a traumatic brain injury that's searched far and wide and tried everything possibly available and then finding cannabis gives her some relief, doesn't fix the problem, but allows her to live her life and have some quality of life, it is precious medicine. So... She is spreading the word and spreading her positivity, love, and light. So I'm going to shut up and stop talking. I want to let you know what's coming up on the podcast. We got Lisa's mother, Lisa Larson, co-owner of the podcast, Partner. Her mother's going to come on and share her perspective on the exceptional circumstances, making it work when the systems don't, which is also the theme of Nikki's podcast, because obviously the systems have not completely worked for her. Uh, so Karen's going to come on and share her perspective on this adventure that she and her family have been going through over the last year, downsizing, kind of consolidating. Oh, I wouldn't say downsizing. And also coming up is Forrest Jones. He is a owner of a cannabis business in Durango, Colorado called Sweet CO2 Oil. He is going to tell the story of his business, how it came to fruition, and the hard work and grassroots effort he's put into making it an awesome business. So there's a couple tidbits coming up. Stay tuned every week for our weekly updates, uh, Facebook Live. Wednesdays at 3 to 3.15 p.m., we preview the podcasts. We share some health hacks from my personal repertoire, things that have worked, that are kind of off the beaten track you might not know about. And we also have some kind of a conversation, either with a special guest or with me just talking. So... I'm going to stop talking and let Nikki talk. Thanks for tuning in. Check out our website and keep on keeping on. Yes, thank you for joining us. I am here at TSC Talks with my friend Nikki Lawley. Nikki is well, has been a guest on the podcast. She came on and talked about her experience with a traumatic brain injury and the, how her life changed dramatically after uh, a couple of incidents that she's going to talk about. I thought I'd have her back on and have her go through her story and also give us an update as to what's changed, how her life's going now, things that are challenging, how she's coping, basically. So she was a former pediatric nurse, former blackjack dealer, went from full active life to daily chronic pain, de- debilitating symptoms like headaches every day, from an on-the-job traumatic brain injury in 2016. So, Nikki, thank you so much for coming on. I Yes, and she's like one of the most positive, upbeat people that I've ever met. Ever since I came into the industry, I noticed her liking my posts, and I'm like, who is this woman? And somehow we connected probably through Mike Robinson or something like that, and 
Yeah, and we've been friends ever since, so I appreciate you, Nikki, and thanks for doing this. Hey, no problem, Jill. I appreciate helping spread the word of the plant because let's yep. face it, there's a lot of stigma surrounding cannabis, and I was one of the naysayers as a pediatric nurse. I believed in cannabis as a recreational substance, just like I viewed alcohol. I viewed mm -hmm. people needing things to unwind, to relax, whether it's exercise, alcohol, cannabis, whatever it was your thing, you just go right ahead and do it. It's not my place to judge anyone or yep. say this is good for you or wrong. So for me, my life changed a split second. Uh, back in October of 2016, yep. I was doing my job just like any other day. And one of my coworkers called in for assistance. She had a combative child that did not want his routine immunization for school. He was 10, about my size. And he basically was going to do anything he could to make sure he did not have to get that mm -hmm. immunization. And every time my coworker went to give the child a shot, he would flip his arm like a duck. And so I went behind the child and restrained him against sure. the father. Mm -hmm. Um, and basically the kid tucked his chin, threw his head back, hit me in the forehead. I went into a plaster wall and then back into his head. Mm -hmm. So it was a significant whiplash split second. Never thought I would ever have any lasting symptoms ever. So right after it, you didn't, you didn't feel like, did you, I mean, did you black out at all or? I did not black out. I was definitely dazed, confused, like, whoa, what just happened? But I believe my adrenaline just kicked in and I was more pissed off than anything. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just couldn't believe it just happened. Like, right. you just hurt me. I'm like, an you're adult. mad. What you're mad. You that was more the feeling. Mm -hmm. And the doctor from the next room came running over and uh, said, what was that? And <laughs> the other nurse said, that was Nikki's head. Um, basically, Whoa. uh, we ended up all manhandling the child and mm -hmm. ended up getting the inoculation. Like at that point <laughs> we were done right. negotiating. There was no negotiation. Yeah. And the kid was my size. So, I mean, it's not like we're talking about a three-year-old here. Right. It was like a solid 10-year-old. And anyway, wow. It, everyone has issues. I mean, it wasn't a special needs child or anything mm -hmm. like that. It was just a child that was going to not get a shot. That's afraid, yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, enough about that. But uh, yeah, my life forever changed. And I went to dinner and came back and I was all um, dazed, confused. I got sick and tried okay. to work the night shift. And the physician that was on duty looked at me and he's like, Nikki, what's going on? And I had like numbness in my arm and everything. And I mean, my head was just explosive. Oh. My vision was weird. But again, I still was pissed off and I was going to still work and, you know, it wasn't like going to deter me and right. said, no, 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 you better go to urgent care. So long story short, uh, that began my medical journey of yeah. chronic illness and chronic pain and all the things that you hear about, but until it really happens to you, you really don't understand. Don't understand. And, uh, even as a nurse, I mean, I saw patients with chronic illness all the time and their parents and caregivers. And again, you have empathy for these people. Sure. But it's a whole different level when it's you or you. Yeah. Family. Yeah. It's like an immersive um, experience that everyone, I wish everyone could almost have in a, not really, but like, you're so right. I mean, people just don't know. 
they don't know what it's like in, to deal with something that's that extreme and you look totally okay. Yes. So I began the search for a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, it was hell. I was uh, always a respected colleague in the medical field and every doctor I went to, like, well, we don't understand why your symptoms are so long. We don't understand why you know, you're not better yet. We don't understand this headache that never goes away. How can you have a headache 24 seven? I'm like, I have a headache 24 seven. I have a headache that never goes away. (laughs) And they basically told me that it was psychological um, at one point. And it was so dehumanizing Uh, for a person that's never had mental health challenges Mm -hmm. of extreme Mm -hmm. (laughs) situations to be told like, this is all in your head really nothing wrong with you and it was like whoa is it really in my head now and I mean Jill when I say I was upbeat and happy you know me as a different than I was before I was really quick really witty really able to you know snap back and really fun life of the party I'm a different Nikki and I'm differently able but I feel that patients are the experts and they are not heard. We are not heard from a patient perspective. When I tell the doctor this medicine isn't working, why do I have to be in question? Well, you're not taking it with food right. I'm like, buddy, I'm a nurse. Well, you're not waiting for the onset. It takes Uh three weeks to get to the peak level. And and all the excuses that I went through to just be heard. Right. And have some kind of hope that like, okay, you understand, like all the MRIs I had, all the CAT scans, all the various testing, nothing was showing like screaming, okay, frontal right, lobe blown right. up. <laughs> this is why she's all messed up. But that's what you kind of want. Like you want that yeah. big thing so you can fix it. But when it's subtle yeah. like that, I mean, yeah. 100%. And that was probably the hardest thing through this whole journey. I mean, I was truly suicidal. I was on drugs. How could you not be? How could you not be? If you think it's never going to end, you know, and you're going to be living in this prison of like pain for the rest of your life. I mean, it's to me, it's like, that's a no brainer. I'm surprised. I mean, I would be surprised if you weren't. Well, it just wasn't getting better. And I mean, this was 24 seven. And I mean, my husband was just like losing it. He's just like, we're going to go to Vegas. We're going to like, get you out of here. We're going to like, get you helpless. Because this is like my favorite place to go is Las Vegas. Okay. So it was absolutely the right thing to do. But at the end of January in 2017, four months after my injury, it was not the place for me to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> when I'm in this dark hole that just wants to live in complete darkness and not speak to people. And all I do is cry and mm-hmm. have absolutely hopeless feelings. And I mean, I am on these drugs that are literally telling me in my head, you need to just die. There's no point. Wow. Why are you here? Why are you here? What the hell? If this is as good as it gets, you just need to off yourself. So these are the messages that are playing in my mind like a total tape recorder. And it was really dark, Jill. And so when we went to Las Vegas, I mean, my husband's expecting me to just like snap out of it. Here you go. Oh, here I am. We're in Vegas. (laughs) Let's just now go walk down the strip and let's go hit the slot machines. Yeah. 
There was zero interest in doing that. The plane ride itself was hell. I mean, I was nauseous. I was in so much. Oh, pain. the pressure from the. Oh God, horrible. <laughs> yeah. That was the worst thing I think I ever could have done. But yeah. that trip saved my life. Mm-hmm. That trip introduced me to medical cannabis. That trip. That's so cool. When I was contemplating my death, I see a billboard driving down Las Vegas Boulevard saying, get your Nevada medical cannabis card today. You can have legal weed right here. And then it comes back a second time. That was like kind of the universe. Yes. At me. Sure. There might be something for you here, mm-hmm. but I didn't see it as that. I'm like, huh, right. Go get your weed card. All yeah. right. Let's just go get addicted to some more shit. I mean, that was kind of <laughs> in my head at the time. Sure. That was where I was. Yeah. My husband came back from a walk and I mentioned the billboard and uh-huh. he's like, well, let's go. Let's go get What made you mention it to him? Just out of funny to be fun. Like, oh, you know what happened? Yeah. He's like, and he's, are you feeling better since I left? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Do you think like the magic concussion fairy just came and right. wiped it away? Right. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, no. And so I just said, so this billboard came by and said, get your weed card uh-huh. in Nevada. And I'm like, it actually said cannabis, I believe, or marijuana. Might marijuana. Have said marijuana. It definitely didn't say cannabis. But <laughs> I was going to say, uh, really? No, yeah. it was definitely like marijuana. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so he's like, well, let's go. Yep. So we ended up going and I short, very easy process to get my card in Nevada. But you guys, we can judge all we want and we can say the illicit market is bad. And But people, this is what's been keeping people alive. Yes. And the illicit market prior to legalization, prior to any of these medical programs, that's how people lived. I'm convinced. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's just so much natural medicine that's not, you know, that I think people have really had to suppress. And just because it's it's so whack that. It's schedule one. It's schedule one. It's a drug. It's a drug. It's heroin. Right. I mean, and that is how I viewed it, too. And oh, me, too. Talk to me as about it as medicine. You right. know, like. Not a single patient that we saw in the practice when I was there did I know of taking cannabis for like seizures or any of the medical autism or anything like that. And I can honestly say I probably would have poo-pooed it. I probably would have been like, yeah, right. That's helping your kids' seizures. Mm -hmm, Right. But (laughs) (laughs) all right, wink, wink. But really, my mind has been completely open. Well, we're so indoctrinated. I mean, it's just that that piece of history is just not shared with people about, you know, the the reefer madness and the whole um, just kind of suppression of the the alternative health stuff back in the early 1900s and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's not a surprise. And our medical system is set up for profit. So... Again, it was just all news to me. I was literally suicidal that day in Vegas, and I go to a dispensary, and the bud tender recommended some products that mm-hmm. were really heavy indica-based, heavy mercy, terpene yep. kind of base, and they got me off the ledge. Really? Let me yeah. assure you, Jill, it wasn't like a 
panacea that like one day I just opened my eyes and oh cannabis is here <laughs> and now I'm all better no right. that's not how it works yeah cannabis has allowed me to explore honestly it's allowed me to be able to understand my injury it's been able mm-hmm. to help me help others see that cannabis isn't so bad mm-hmm. it's given me hope when I had none and removing the stigma of this plant is honestly what's in my heart that I really want to help do I am not effective as a lobbyist meaning like let's go to the Capitol and start screaming and chanting (laughs) that is not my jam not either I want it to be and kudos to those people right 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 kudos but that's not Nikki Lolly because Mm -hmm. Nikki Lolly's tried that twice now, and each time have you? it set me back for like three weeks. I can't handle extreme, chaos. and that's part of your T- TBI. TBI, no, mm-hmm. are completely understandable. I mean, yes. but yeah. in the past, that never would have been me, so right, right. You know, so, getting you... used to the new normal, the new normal, the new normal is. Way better. Way better. So the first time you tried it, it got you off the ledge. And then how did you bring it back to to New York? And Yeah. So I expected since I had this Nevada card, it actually was a California card because Nevada offers reciprocity. So medical patients can go state to state. So they don't care where your card came from. And if there was a partnership with a doctor in California, so you got your medical card from California and it was good in Nevada. Mm-hmm. So once I had that, I figured out, oh, well, I'm just going to come home to New York and just give them my card from California. Here you go. Right. And right. I figured it was just going to be a boom, boom. And here you go. And you're going to get the same stuff. Hey, are you enjoying this content? I really hope so. Nikki is awesome. And I also hope if you've enjoyed or gotten anything from our content, you might consider giving us a few bucks. Head on over to our website on the front page. There's a donate button that Lisa so kindly put up. And we just, you know, if you feel motivated, feel called to do that, please go ahead and do it. If not, that's fine too. We love you all. And back to the content. I quickly learned that was not the case. Uh, chronic pain was not on the list of covered conditions for New York State back in early 2017. Wow. And um, it was devastating. I bet. I bet. I bet that felt like a big punch to the gut. I was like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> and then I was like, but wait. And so then, you know, I had, you know, friends of friends of friends trying to get me some weed right. from, from Bubba down the street. <laughs> that lives in the farm. It's dime bag and yeah. You get a little baggy and and like this isn't medicine. Like yeah. I mean, I had like little pre-rolled things that were all in a nice little package and it had what was in it. And this is like, no, I don't even know how to roll a joint. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, at that time I was just like, yeah, no. And it was absolutely disheartening again. So uh-huh. then I was back to that hopeless state. I was still on the drugs. And, and after my little honeymoon in uh, Vegas, Vegas for three days that I had there of medicine and 
again, it, it wasn't like everything changed. It was all perfect. It right. wasn't. And it's good to, that you mentioned that because you, I guess you don't want to raise people's expectations that it's like this magic thing that happens. I think no. you said last time, it ju and I've heard this from other people, it just made you maybe less aware of the pain yes. in some ways. Yes. So it makes expanded your consciousness type yes. thing. Gives you the ability to see other things besides the pain, I think is probably the That's best. That's a good, way. really good way to, yeah. You know, it's, mm -hmm. um, it's definitely yeah. not a full panacea and different cannabis cultivars affect me differently. Unfortunately, I have, or fortunately, I don't metabolize cannabis well. So anything that's fat soluble, which like is- Like edibles? Edibles, THC, CBD, mm -hmm. those are fat soluble components. Right. Um, anything that requires first pass digestion for me does not work. Uh -huh. I've had weight loss surgery and I have no gallbladder. Okay. And I also right. have done a bunch of genetic testing that says I metabolize THC ultra fast. Interesting. So likely it'll be out of my system as quick as it's in. So I have found for me the only way to medicate is with smoking. Smoking. And having tested quality cannabis was not something I was able to have here in New York State. Yeah. So, living 15 minutes from the Canadian border right. of Niagara Falls, Ontario, I discovered medical cannabis in Canada. And that is where I learned so much. And I was exposed to some of the most awesome humans in Canada. That's awesome. That's so cool. I call them my moose mates. Moose um, mates. Because <laughs> I love moose and they're all my mates. But really, I learned so much about the plant. I was able to try so many different cultivars. And then once it became legal in Canada for recreational adult use, it was even easier to sample different strains. And everything was going really good. And I mean, mm -hmm. I was like yeah. starting to understand what was working and what minor cannabinoids were working. And, you know, and what works for you? Just out of curiosity. I know sure. you for anybody I mean, out there. A strain name means nothing. Okay, right, I know. Agree on I know. That. <laughs> but we can say we can it's say like, it's kind of like sounds like it's sort of similar, <laughs> yeah. similar thing. So Durban poison. Oh, love that. Durban, but too much actually will give me a headache. Okay. Alaskan thunderclock, not a good strain for me. <laughs> uh, I haven't heard of that working one. Is in that not a good plan for me. So, so I'm, I'm more of a haze girl okay. compared to a cush girl. <laughs> I find strains high in limine and pining, such as your fruitier strains. Like lemon haze or? Lemon hazes. Hazes, not cushes, are definitely more my thing. Okay. Someday I, they'll I, figure out why. <laughs> they will. And I've taken all kinds of this genetic uh, Yeah. Thing. I've done like seven of them. Wow. There's no consistency in any. So, really, really? Ah, oh, that's too bad. So they're just at the beginning of that. I love the technology and I really want it to work because we could validate so many people and their experience. Right. They really could make this technology really work. Like they've done right. with 23 and me, but truly with cannabis, mm -hmm. same with any other drug. I saw an interesting thing on 60 Minutes and apparently China is kind of doing all this stuff 
with AI. Yeah. They're yeah. basically the biggest database of all gene data. Okay. And so. Oh yeah. I've heard, heard about that recently. Yeah. I okay. didn't. I didn't know. Like just a few, maybe I was watching some video and I heard something about that. Yeah. It's kind of scary. It's we very scary. Um, but like my genes are all over the place. Like I'm in 23andMe's database. I'm in all these seven different cannabis companies' databases. <laughs> I mean, my genes are all over. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, Well, if I was you, I would have done the same thing. Like you, you want that information. You want as much information as you have, you can have. So you can, yeah, you can really hone in on what you need and not have to like stress about it all the time. Because exactly. it's got to be like, am I going to get my, I mean, I know how, I mean, like kids on prescriptions, you know, if we can't get a prescription, it's really stressful, you know, if the doctor doesn't call it in or, you know, they run out. So I get it. I it mean, it, it's, it's like that for you. And it's just not fair that, that there's so many barriers to your ability to take care of your health. So, so, I mean, but, COVID really changed everything because yeah. the Canadian border closed. <laughs> so, oh, right. And didn't you have a really March of last year? I would go to Canada okay. twice a week. Yep. And then I would medicate and I would, I have a storage unit in Canada that stores my cannabis for me. And so you couldn't take it back. Oh, no, I never can take it back because then that would be international drug trafficking. <laughs> Just that. The U.S. with my little sack of weed. Yeah, no. See, yeah, I no. guess I didn't never made that connection that, you know, you go there just to medicate, but then you couldn't bring it back home. So, no, it's so it's another yeah. huge barrier. Yeah. I mean, and I really wanted in a perfect world. I thought it would be amazing if a Canadian licensed producer could, you know, bring me on as some kind of spokesperson. Oh, like, yeah. Relocate there, you know, and I feel that it could really work for me because then I would have my medicine. I could really help research people, you know, bring my experience. Absolutely. You'd be great. And help the science of advancing mm -hmm. cannabis, you know, TBI and someone that has to smoke the product, you know, and, you know, kudos to you. If you can find some product that works the exact same way or even <laughs> sort of close or similar, yeah. then you will make a zillion dollars because there are other people like me with the same problems. Maybe not to my extent, mm -hmm. but I've learned so much about this plant and there's so much more to learn. And Right. We're just at the beginning, really, any of us. Exactly. And New York State is looking at legalization. Yes, I keep seeing that. Is that going to happen? Well, I was part of it for the last two years and nothing happened. And it was incredibly disappointing, incredibly they all got a position so they can make the most money off of it, I think, is there's so much of that behind it. I don't know all of it, but. Oh, no, you're 100%. <laughs> and I really didn't understand that. Like, I always just heard people say that. Right. But let me assure you. That's it. I've never seen a more corrupt system literally starting at the very, very top of how it all works together. <laughs> and. There's a proposal out there right now. I believe it's called the CRTA, the Cannabis Reinvestment Bullshit Act from mm -hmm. Como. And it absolutely is shit. It, yeah. is, it is horrible. We worked for two years to bring another congressperson's 
plan to X. Forgive wow. me for not knowing these names off the top of my head, but honestly, I sort of uh, PTSD'd them out and just kind of left it on the yeah. side because it was too stressful. But I do PTSD'd know the, them out. the MRTA is much better and is actually, you know, talks about patients and cares about reinvestment for the communities affected by the okay. and, you know, actually cares yeah. compared to what Cuomo has on the table right now. Okay. What was that? The M, the MRTA, MRTA, better than the CRTA, the C bad, M good. Got it. <laughs> That's the only thing I know for sure. Okay. Um, but really it's so screwed up. We only have 10 licensed organizations in our state. Okay. 10. Wow. I'm, I'm in one of the biggest states yeah. population wise. Our medical program, when I got into it, um, in May of, I think it was 17. Um, I literally, we were like under 50,000 patients. I mean, there were so few patients in New York state wow. <laughs> as now I think we're at like 136, maybe 140. But I mean, that's like a huge difference. Oklahoma has like 10% of their population really? has medical cannabis cards. They got the most per capita medical no cannabis way. patients. In Oklahoma. Oh, that's... Oklahoma. <laughs> wow. What that shows you is the illicit market is booming in New York State. Oh, and they yeah. They need a medical cannabis card. And the... But it's not tested, the illicit market. Right. I don't know what I'm getting if I rely on the illicit market. And unfortunately, during a pandemic, there aren't many options for me. I can't travel. Yeah. I can't grow to my, get my medicine in Canada. I can't experience relief in Nevada and go spend time there. Yeah. Oh. I'm landlocked. Yeah. And I mean, you just learn how to adapt and you yeah. learn how to cope and you make a lot of new friends that are patients like yourself mm -hmm. that they need help just like you do. Right. And so th that's you, how you deal. That's how you deal. And honestly, people that have the skill be able to grow the plant kudos to them <laughs> i had a garden outside nothing would grow so my point is i would love to be able to designate a grower right like a little co-op like a co-op to have my plants that work for me my cannabis strains that actually work i don't want to touch it i don't want to grow it i don't want to worry about bugs dirt any of that i can care about the medicine and if I could call up 1-800, you know, please pay for my weed, I would. And it just, it's really a hard struggle being from a very medical background to now having, like, at least it's, in a medical environment, like, yeah, it just, medical, it's like counterintuitive. It's just, Canada, you know, I mean, it, it made sense. I had to learn from a whole different perspective yeah. during this pandemic. <laughs> And it's not fair because you just don't know what you're getting. And yet you're terrified, terrified that if you tell somebody that you're getting something from somebody, then oh my God. I mean, it's just such a cluster. I it's bet. such a stupid cluster. Yeah. Yeah. That you should ever feel anything but, you know, positivity and relief from the fact that you figured out how to take care of yourself. You know, isn't that what we're supposed to do? 
that's what it's supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. So and you figured it out. You know, you don't really need the, as much of the medical system, but here you are. I don't know. It's, I just see it's such a travesty. I just think that if we, I get the federal level legalization, everybody's not too excited about the MORE Act. Yes. But guys, it's a start. <laughs> yeah, I guess I have really big, I mean, I can see both sides, but, um, you know, I like, totally can see both sides. there's and, got and, to be a way to, to, for people that are like reliant on it. And I would say I am too. I'm not in any way, do I need a specific strain, but, um, it definitely is my medicine. You know, I use a lot of holistic medicine, you know, not just cannabis and it's got things have to change. How's it been with your family, family going through this? I just it was to get hard initially for all of us. Yeah. Well, um, like what you were saying about your husband, it sounds to me, outsider looking in, like he just really didn't know what to do and was trying really hard, but just couldn't really relate at the at towards the end because, I mean, when you're with somebody that's depressed, it wears you down. I have to say, you know, I, I mean, I have, I mean, I've been depressed. My kids have gone through some really dark places, dark spells, and it's just. It's exhausting. So, but then you're like feeling uh, even more alone because, you know, you probably can sense that you're driving people crazy. And yeah, it was um, a real challenge because yeah. I just wanted to get better. I just wanted my head to stop hurting. I just wanted someone to hear me and give me an explanation instead of, yeah, it's really in your head. Fighting the so mad. system in New York State was hell. And I actually got them to pay for New York State medical cannabis. Wait a minute. Fighting the what? Oh, the New York State Medical uh, Workers' Compensation. Oh, okay. Oh, you did. Wow. It work. So I had to fight to just see the right providers. I spent so much money out of pocket. I bet. Workers' compensation pays for next to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and unless you have specific doctors that they are willing to pay for, you can't get care. And right. everything was struggle from medical massage, physical therapy, to cognitive therapy. You name it, they fought you on everything. Oh, my gosh. And then to have independent medical exams that are paid for by the insurance company spend literally three and a half minutes with me look at all my medical records and write she can return to work in six weeks and she has no problems. Are you kidding me? I promise. Like, oh, I mean, I know you're not. I just, just. No. Why no, did you even bother going in? You like, should, I'm, unbelievable. And it, this was, um, I just settled this past year in May with workers' compensation because they literally don't pay for anything anyway. So I have a crazy deductible for my, should I ever need neck surgery? Then I have like an insane deductible because workers' comp has settled the claim. So they feel they're no longer responsible. And I signed off on that. But to me, the peace of mind and not having to answer to them every time I needed a prescription, every time I needed something was far more worth oh. it to settle than- to I hear you. You can't carry that on. That's just like no. re-traumatizing yourself, basically. Pretty much, pretty mm -hmm. much. But, you know, it's okay. I have found so much support with this plant and people in the industry and people. So you kind of changed your life around and kind of made it work 
despite, you know, still having the TBI and still having these challenges to getting your medicine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just about, you know, trying to find the people that need to hear the message the most. You know, I've done tons of research on just why the plant works the way it does. And so tell us a little bit about what you've learned, if you can, about why it works the way it does for a TBI. So again, I am not speaking from a science perspective. I'm giving you my summary oh. dumbed down brain injured human. That's what we want. Version. But I learned about the endocannabinoid system. I right. Mean, hello. Weren't you surprised when you learned about it? Like what? I was shocked. Like I mean, how did they really- not, how does this like, Go, I mean, to me, our entire medical system, well, it's our, I know it's messed up, but um, they've like, without that information, nothing is really as effective as it could be because we're not factoring in the effect of the endocannabinoid system on, yeah. you know? 100%. And again, when I first heard about it, I was like, yeah, that's some hocus pocus. <laughs> me so too. I, even, I heard even it on Joe true. Rogan. I'm like, Really? I remember it. I was like, there's an, he's like, oh yeah, there's this endo, there's this thing called the endocannabinoid system. And I was like, huh, but something in my head, I was like, I'm going to look that up. Yeah. And again, I have looked for the best way of trying to understand Mm -hmm. it. And I don't know if you can see behind me, but there's numerous cannabis books (laughs) behind us. And uh, one of the best is the medical cannabis primer by Ruth Fisher here. Right up here. this book probably helped me more than anything ever um it was down uh so simply because if you look at most cannabis books they're all just words ruth's book breaks it up into little excerpts so it's real easy to understand and easy to read little short mm. things. Yes. I do okay on Facebook because it's usually little short, short articles. Things. If you give me a 12 page article to read, I won't retain any of it. And so this short little blurps of learning are what has helped me the most. And it's helped mm. me understand the lock and key system and understand that we have receptors and, right. and it's really not BS. It's really there. And you know, reading up on like Ethan Russo and Dr. Mashalam and, you know, some of the really, really respected scientists, right. You know, that are actually studying this are who you should be getting your information from. Yeah. There's a lot of hocus pocus out there. There are people saying things that are so false. And when I say false, literally on the news the other day, they were talking to a hemp farmer and the guy like, this guy's like, yeah, our flowers don't produce anything that's psycho that's turns that turns you psycho. I'm like, what are you saying? <laughs> turns you psycho? Are so, you there are plants that turn you psycho? Like you really said this on the news, and I was like, this is why yeah we are in the place we are, right? Like yeah, I can't believe that in this day and age. I mean, I I know I'm in a more progressive state for cannabis, kind of, but that anybody has any doubt that this is legit, so. But what I've learned, the reason it helps me, I believe, is it's the inflammation. There's a lot of inflammation in the brain after you've had any kind of... Right. 
So I've had several TBIs since my third one that was my game changer. Wow. And the three I've had since, even though they're more severe in symptom, in blow, really? not necessarily blow. <laughs> my third one was a pretty good blow. But um, I fell face first two years ago today. Oh. Um, today. Wow. I, actually, it wasn't today. It was on the 13th, I think. But almost two years ago, it showed up in my memories. I was going to see a recognized cannabis professional here in New York State talk about TBI at the seminar. Like I was uh -huh. on my way there and I actually, it was super icy and I face planted and ripped up my knee. And I mean, I like face planted on, oh. on the cement. And so oh, on my way into this TBI. That's just so weird. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. And so I literally uh, got taken to the hospital and it was really bad, but I got to tell you, Jill, I recovered from that so much faster than the third one. And I genuinely believe it's because I have cannabis in my system. Yeah. It brought and the I, inflammation down right away. Yes. Yes. So you weren't getting like things on top of things. If you beat it down right away, this is my layperson vision. Like I can see it, like it, it goes down and then, you know, the worst things don't happen. Yeah. I mean, it's just super cool to think that in the Israeli army, they actually give the soldiers a squirt of THC cannabis up their nose if they suffer a blast injury. Really? Really. In the army and the paramedics. And we can't figure that out here. <laughs> we have not even thought of that shit. That's and amazing. But really, Google it. Is oh, I believe you. I believe you. I will, though. <laughs> I didn't know that. So, you know, to me, yeah. that validated this is medicine. Yeah. Like, big time. And, I bet. And knowing that I suffered so much less than I did from the blow number three, which was I had, had two minor traumatic brain injuries. And we all were saying, well, this third one was so bad because you had two minor ones and they weren't as bad. But... I don't know. I just think this was a really bad blow to the head. <laughs> yeah. So what happened with the third one? Um, the third one was my, the 10, 11. The face plan. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then the fourth one, I actually crashed into a uh, desk, a glass snack bar, passed oh, okay. out the whole nine yards, but I had cannabis on board. I was in Canada. It was really weird. <laughs> wow. But I passed out with that one. And again, I recovered much quicker. Like, I got back right. to my baseline. Like, like, it should almost be, like, in the ambulance when people go to an accident. A car accident. Yeah. yeah. Right away, up the nose. Yeah. Immediately. Immediately. Yeah. I think that's, like, something that really needs to be talked about. Yeah. I, really. I, and at soccer games, at football games. At, you anywhere know, where there's, like, a potential. And I'm wow. not saying to use it as an abusive thing. I'm saying to use it to reduce swelling of right. your brain. Right, right, right. And, you know, improve neuroprotective properties. And there is multiple studies on this. Yeah. So it's a crazy to, world we live in. To the uh, other medical professionals that don't have the education, just because we are never exposed to it. I mean, the only way we can educate is to learn and teach others. I think Kurt Robbins uh, says it the best all the time on LinkedIn. I mean, once you learn it, you got to teach it to other people mm -hmm. because once you learn the real 
deal, you then can become passionate and become an evangelist, if you will, for the plant. Evangelist, yeah. And you know, it's funny because sometimes I think, well, a lot of people that I've known, they didn't really get it until they tried it or they had their own experience. Yeah, it's almost like some for some, the stigma is so deep that they almost have to have a personal experience where they end up needing it. So kind of funny, the naysayers who are the ones who are like, yeah, if you smoke medicine, it's not really medicine. They're the first ones that call me, Nikki, my, really? <laughs> my grandmother just got cancer. What do I do? Right. And I mean, they're the first ones that, you know, oh, should I reach out or not? Because I've been like never liking her stuff and everything. But honestly, I'm fighting for those people. That's I'm okay. Right. Fighting, you know, so that everyone can be educated mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. different people resound and can identify with different stories and yeah. the people that can identify with mine don't give up because there is hope in this plant for the yeah. people that you know need the more structured clinical you know direct approach there are people for you out there that have the story <laughs> yeah you know, we are resources of information yeah. And it's just about connecting the dots to the right players so that everybody can be part of this ecosystem because patients have a place. The illicit market has a place. The people of color, anybody that has been wronged by drugs has a place in this industry. And we need to give them a voice because you know what? They know a lot more than the, the stupid senator sitting up there right. that never smokes a joint. So Maybe that guy doesn't know much about business, but he sure knows about growing the plant. And yeah, so yeah. It's like we, we have to see it come through. I think there's a lot of people that they need to see it come through this. It has to come through a doctor or it has to come through a position of authority when, you know, so many people, it's the healers. It's the people that have had the traumatic brain injuries that actually really know. That's what I've discovered. I mean, the doctors are learning and some of them, the ones that actually come out and talk about their own experiences and how it's helped them. Like, uh, who is it? Oh God. June Chin. What? Dr. June Chin. She's got a really good story. Does she? No, I wasn't her. It was a dude. And I, and I'm having a senior moment. Like who's the guy that just the big cannabis, cannabis guy that died and his, it's his son. Oh, Greenspoon. Peter yeah, yeah. Like he talks about opiate, being addicted to opiate yes, stuff. Yes. So that's, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's so, all about coming out of the closet. And mm -hmm. people that have had success with the plant, maybe you don't want to call it anxiety. Maybe you want to call it just chill out. But Never. look at it a little differently. You are anxious. <laughs> and so instead of picking up that glass of wine, you smoke to join. Right. <laughs> I get people to understand that they're not like, yeah, it's medicine. Still a challenge, Nikki. And I think you're doing a great job. Put, you know, just putting the message out there every day. I see you on social media. Always positive, but real, honest. So it's not a panacea, Jill. No. And, you know, every day we just do the best we can. Yep. And Tomorrow, I hope to be a better person than I was today. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. It was really, really fun. Yeah, that's about all I have for you. Do you have anything else to um, to share? Like, are you, I know you're always on podcasts. Now, your website is Nikki and the Plant. Nikki and the Plant dot org. Dot org. Okay. And I'll put all that in the notes when we do Great. this episode up. Yeah. Um, 
And then I have Nikki and the Plant page on Facebook, um, Instagram, Nikki Lolly, LinkedIn, Nikki Lolly. I can't accept any more friends on Facebook. I'm going to have to do a little weed out. So anybody out there wants to learn about cannabis, wants to just see some positivity and get educated, check out Nikki Lolly. Hey, that's great. Thanks so much. You're so welcome. All right. Take care. Have a good day. You too. Yeah. Bye. And that is a wrap. Thank you so much, Nikki Lolly. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Check out our weekly broadcast every Wednesday on Facebook Live, 3 to 3.15. And stay tuned for more in- interesting content designed to make you think. Over and out. <laughs>